Welcome to Political Beatdown Thanksgiving edition. First and foremost, happy Thanksgiving to everybody. We are thankful for the Beatdown Brigade community. That's why we're doing this on Thanksgiving. And so we want to reflect on what we're thankful for. And as I was thinking, Cohen, about what to talk about on this Thanksgiving edition, in addition to covering the news, what went down in the trials and tribulations and what President Biden's doing and all of that, you were incarcerated during a Thanksgiving. So your perspective of Thanksgiving, you spent it before in Otisville. So I have to think as now you're spending it with your family what that's like, and then reflecting on 2024, this moment that we're in right now, and freedom, democracy. I mean, you were a political prisoner, a test case for what Donald Trump wants to do. I'm thankful we have our democracy and our freedom. So I wonder as we start this show what Thanksgiving means to you, given a very unique set of facts involving you. Yeah, so first of all, obviously, I'm thankful for meeting you and the brothers a couple of years back. That was upon my release from Otisville <clears throat> back to home confinement, <clears throat> which so many of you know then was violated by um, the Trump administration, who unconstitutionally had me remanded. But I'll tell you, I'm equally thankful for you know, all of the brigaders for all of the Midas Touch Network supporters, the Maya Culpa supporters. I'm thankful for all of them because I actually have hope. I have hope that as we continue to grow podcasts like Political Beatdown, like Your Legal Life, like Maya Culpa, like the Micellus Brothers, I'm I'm hopeful that democracy will prevail. It's something that really needs to be on each and every one of our minds every single day because Donald has made it crystal clear what he intends to do with democracy. And I am stunned. I am shocked. I am appalled that there are still so many Americans that want to be led, that they want to see America as an autocracy instead of the shining beacon of democracy that America has always been, you know, since its inception. So I'm thankful to all of you, more than you could even imagine, for helping me to basically to have the strength and the fortitude to keep pushing forward. Because as I said in our last episode, I'm really fucking exhausted. I re I really am. Trump knows how to wear you down. Even even when he's not talking about you, things like this subpoena duches tecum, uh, the subpoena to obtain documents and so on that we talked about also on the last episode. It's exhausting having to put together you know, the motion to quash the subpoenas. This is all, it's one after the other, after the other. But that's, of course, his goal. And it's his goal because he's seeing himself lose every single day that they're in court before Judge Ngoron. They are losing. And then after this case, you have the Jack Smith case. And then after that, you're going to have the Manhattan District Attorney case, and then you're going to have the Fannie Willis from Georgia case. I mean, it's just 
endless. <clears throat> so I'm really thankful to have all of you. Now, I'm also thankful not to be in Otisville. I want to be very clear about that. You know, <laughs> I remember uh, Tony Meatballs, who was running the kitchen <laughs> at the time. And there was, you know, a whole bunch of turkeys, you know, and they were cooking them and so on. And they were slicing, you know, the turkeys. And then you had, uh, you know, your sweet potato. And they actually gave us all fresh blueberry pies, uh, which were brought in. You know, they made a whole, you know, to-do out of Thanksgiving. While they think that, and it is, trust me when I tell you, it's such a it's such a memorable moment because for the most part the food really sucks and while this was no great feast you're certainly not going to a Michelin you know ranked restaurant though Tony Meatballs was the best I gotta be honest with you you know he used to his cooking was fantastic even based upon the fact that the um, the items they gave him to cook were generally old and outdated and shit. I mean, really, really bad. Um, he managed to somehow make it into something that was worth even eating. So, you know, it was an interesting thing, but to be away from my family, to be away from my wife, my, away from my daughter, my son, my parents, my in-laws, siblings, et cetera, was so tough. And you know, you pick up the phone and you dial out using your special ID number because you have to have money in your commissary in order. And they charge you 25 cents a minute and you don't get a lot of time. You only get 300 minutes a month. That's 10 minutes a day. So you really only get to spend, I've, you know, my wife and my two children. So I got three minutes to speak to each of them. Could you imagine this on Thanksgiving. Now, fortunately, they were all together. So I had 10 minutes to speak to the three of them. It's very, very, very tough. I mean, tougher than you could possibly imagine. But um, I can't tell you how thankful I am to be out of there. I can't tell you how thankful I am to be fighting in order to correct the record, in order to ensure something that we know Donald is going to do, and that is to weaponize the Department of Justice to go against his critics. And that could be anyone, literally from Joe or Jane Citizen to a judge, whether it's a federal court judge, whether it's a lawyer, whether it's a Supreme Court judge, whether it's going to be a member of Congress, a journalist, a television host, it doesn't matter. It's anybody who Donald Trump takes exception to, and he will go after them. And my hope and something I have been saying since the day that I was released, thanks to, you know, the, thanks to the intelligence and the, and the truthfulness of Judge Alvin K. Hellerstein, federal court judge here in the Southern District of New York, that called it exactly for what it was, which was retaliation by Trump and Bill Barr and others in order to prevent me from speaking, in order to basically curtail, not basically, in order to curtail and stifle my First Amendment constitutional rights. So I am so thankful to be home, to be able to celebrate not just this Thanksgiving, but you know, we're supposed to reflect upon Thanksgiving, but to be here for my wife's birthday, which I wasn't there 
you know, um, obviously because um, I was at that time incarcerated or my children's birthday or our anniversary. I mean, these are all things that I'm so thankful for that I could wake up every single day in my own bed, looking at my wife and then seeing my children, you know, in the mornings. Um, that's a thanks that I can't even truthfully put into words. I think it is so important that I'm so grateful that you shared that with the Beatdown Brigade. And because what's always lost on news networks as they prop up fascism or just the way they talk about issues, they just dehumanize everything. And what we can never forget is that behind the headlines, behind the stories, behind all of the division that this right-wing disinformation echo chamber is trying to create are people, are people sitting at the Thanksgiving table. And I want to be able to break bread with all of my fellow Americans. I do. I really, I really do. And I want my fellow Americans to be armed with the facts. I'm okay if after being armed with the facts, we sometimes disagree about various issues. That's perfectly okay. But I don't want to disagree with the facts. I don't want to disagree about the importance of our democracy. I don't want to disagree about treating people how people should be treated. It's unacceptable that we could be a nation that supports bullies and just degrading people and dehumanizing people and and just uh, going to marginalize people and making them feel like crap or even worse versus uplifting them. There, there, there shouldn't be disagreement. But where it comes to how can we improve people's lives how could we deliver better paying jobs and better paying wages and better infrastructure? And how do we reduce the price of healthcare? If you have a different idea than me, let's talk about it. But let's not have differences over what the objective facts are. And, and that's what we talk about here. When we, we beat down the fallacious narratives here, we beat down on the propaganda here. You know, and, and just a small example of it, Cohen. We talk about the New York Attorney General civil fraud case, where we just heard that Jeff McConney, Donald Trump's former controller who testified, many people are saying that he was the worst witness for Donald Trump yet, a witness who Donald Trump called to take the stand, recalled him to the witness stand. We'll talk about that in a moment. So just put that uh, to the side for a moment. But, but let me just give you an example where Donald Trump and Donald Trump's lawyers say that this judge who's out to get him, they say, said in the court, I'm not here to hear what Donald Trump has to say. And the MAGA Republicans all say, that's what this judge said. Because for you, Cohen and me, if a judge really said just that, I'd be upset. That, 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 that would make me be like, the that's not okay. But that's not what the judge said. The judge said, I'm not here to hear what you have to say. I'm here to listen to your answers to the questions on cross-examination. Now, if after hearing that full set of facts, 
you still think what Judge Ngoron said was inappropriate, fine, you're entitled. But don't give me the fake facts. Don't tell me that the January 6th insurrectionist was a Fed and held up a badge and then it's a vape and then you just move on. Don't tell me that Mar-a-Lago should really, that the judge was the one who made the valuation of Mar-a-Lago at $27 million when it was Trump who made the valuation of Mar-a-Lago so he could pay less property taxes. And if Mar-a-Lago was a residential property, Cohen, you and I would say, sure, maybe it's $150 million, $250 million, whatever the valuation is for a residential property. But Donald Trump says it's a commercial property intended to forever be used as a club so he didn't have to pay property taxes. It's not $1.5 billion, but let's agree to facts. Let's understand what the facts are, and then we can disagree. And that constant propaganda machine is what we've got to beat down. So for all of you who are watching, who are showing family members this show for the first time, let them know that this is what we talk about here. This isn't yeah, some yeah, – yeah. you know, <laughs> I just want to get to the truth. That's all. This is – it's so amazing because all they do – is they vomit, they regurgitate the same misinformation, disinformation, malinformation over and over and over and over and over and over again. And then they get others to do it over and over and over again. And then those others then do it over and over until ultimately the lie becomes the truth because People don't know what the truth is anymore. And that's one of the things I'm also thankful for, that I have you, Ben, as my co-host on this thing, where together, together, our goal is just to continue to promote the truth, to put the facts out there for each and every one of the brigaders to absorb, to decide what's right and what's wrong in their opinion. My opinion is, is relevant to me. And your opinion, of course, is relevant to you. I just want, as Ben does, to provide the facts so that you could make a proper assessment if what we're saying is true, is relevant to you, is how you feel. You know, I've talked about this before on the show when I said that Ed Koch had a very famous line, that if you agree with me six out of 12 times, you should vote for me. If you agree with me 12 out of 12 times, you should see a psychiatrist. And that's Ed Koch's words. And it's not only is it funny, because Ed Koch was a funny guy. It's true. It's true. You're not supposed to believe or you're not supposed to, you're not supposed to be in sync with somebody 12 out of 12 times. Think about you with your spouse, think about you with your friends. Do you agree on everything? No, I think the Giants are better than the Jets. I think the Yankees are better than the Mets, or the Mets are better than the Yankees, or whatever it might be. We don't agree on everything 12 out of 12 times. And you're not supposed to agree with Joe Biden 12 out of 12 times if you're a staunch Democrat, or if you're a MAGA maniac, moron, lunatic. You shouldn't be agreeing with Donald Trump 12 out of 12. You cannot say to me that you think putting children in cages, separating them from their families is okay. I don't care what anybody wants to say. You cannot say that that's okay. You can't turn around and say that it's all right for us to turn around and to create a Muslim ban, which is the first thing that Donald did right out of the gate, or as we say in prison talk, right off the rip. 
the second that he became president. I mean, he puts out a Muslim man. You're going to ban a religion from the country? The hell? I mean, that's the problem here. So look, how thankful I am. I could never even express it in words. But after the commercial, Ben, I want to ask you what you're doing for Thanksgiving. Now everybody knows what I'm doing. I'm with my wife and my daughter, my son, and my in-laws. And it's, again, it's a tradition. We go to the same restaurant every single year, except, of course, when I was away. Uh, And we've made a tradition out of it because my wife cannot cook a turkey to save her life. So, you know, we go to this this restaurant and we're looking forward to it. Um, But I want to know what you're doing. Well, I'm going to leave this room. I'm going to go to the other room and then going to see Brett and family members. And but I will tell you more about that. And when we come back, in addition to that, I'm going to break down the various all of the cases that Donald Trump's involved in in a way that everybody can understand. Then I want to hear from Michael Cohen, which one he thinks poses the biggest risk and uh, where he thinks all those cases are going to be headed. We'll talk about that after this quick break. Fellas, can you smell the pumpkin spice in the air? If you haven't heard, it's fresh face fall, and nobody else can give your face the love it needs other than our friends at Manscaped. The folks who change below your belt are here to help you with their brand new handyman electric face shaver, designed to give your face that smooth finish without the mess of a wet shave. It's the perfect tool for men with all beard lengths. Whether you're lining up your neckline or taking it all the way off to feel that autumn breeze, make sure to join the 9 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with our exclusive offer. Head over to manscaped.com and use code BEAT for 20% off and free shipping. Don't be a bad apple this year. Choose Manscaped. Manscaped helps me look my best and stay confident. Your face is the first thing people will see when you walk through the door. Give them something to look at with Manscaped's Handyman. For me, being able to shave up to three days growth without the mess of a wet shave is priceless. With the Handyman Skin Safe technology to help reduce nicks and cuts, you can finally feel confident when going for that close shave. For wet or dry use, feel free to bring this anywhere and everywhere. The compact design and airplane friendliness make this the perfect travel tool for on the go. And for my fellas with a little more scruff, Manscaped's Beard Hedger Pro Kit has everything you need to tame your mane. Featuring their signature Beard Hedger, this cordless trimmer has a rotary wheel that gives you 20 hair cutting lengths all with one guard. The Beard Hedger is a high-tech piece of art in a travel size package with a long-lasting battery, universal charging, and a strong motor. Trust me, gents, you can't go wrong with any of these options. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code BEAT at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code BEAT. Hit the refresh button with the handyman. We are back. Nothing like a Jordy Manscaped read on Thanksgiving. Great work. Boy, am I thankful for that read. Ah. (laughs) Great work, Jordy. Um, All right. What I'm thankful for, I want to say first and foremost, I'm thankful for you, Michael Cohen, joining the Midas Touch family. I'm thankful for uh, my dogs barking right here. I'm thankful that you're you're, you're all just going to hear it. The uh, food coming in right now, that's the dogs barking. So come on in. They're bringing more food in. That's why, you know, you're you're all part of the Thanksgiving uh, lunch right now. And uh, so I'm thankful for that. So food's coming in now. After this, I'm going to go and eat some Michael Cohen. But what I want to talk about too is the cases. 
um, that are going on, just so that if everybody's got their family around, they're watching political beatdown, let's just quickly review where we are right now. The New York Attorney General civil fraud case, that's a civil case regarding Donald Trump's fraudulent financial valuations. My co-host Michael Cohen testified in that case. The uh, case is set to end, we believe, in the next two weeks, early December, somewhere around December 8th or December 9th. That case is ahead of schedule, not a criminal case, a civil case. So ultimately, what we'll be dealing with is a, a judge making a ruling. There's no jury in this case. The judge will make a written ruling. We think that the damages the judge is going to issue against the Trump organization is in the hundreds of millions of dollars. So then that brings us to January. Then we have the E. Jean Carroll civil case. This is the second case by E. Jean Carroll. Trump was already found liable for sexual assault and defamation. This is another defamation case that was filed before the other defamation case. And you'll remember Michael Cohen and I were live on political beatdown when the verdict happened in that other case. I went back and I looked at it. The moment that verdict for $5 million was reached by a unanimous jury, um, the new case is going to be on just defamation, but it's now liability has already been determined. So it's just a case on damages. Well, and you know, I expect a, there to be- but Ben, if we can, just to uh, give a little bit more color to this, you may remember that that same day, not even 24 hours later, the Mandarin Mussolini moron himself was on CNN. I think it was with Caitlin Collins. And mm -hmm. he started to attack E. Jean Carroll again. And he once again regurgitated the exact same lines that he was just held $5 million responsible for. This is the level of stupidity that the ignoramus in chief just doesn't get, that he is not above the law. And that's, again, something that this entire political beatdown brigade, that we will hold him accountable. We will make sure that he is held accountable for not just his stupidity, but accountable for his actions. It's something he's managed to, you know, escape literally since childhood. But sorry for interrupting. I just want no, to know. It's, no, it's great context because here's the thing. There may be an E. Jean Carroll 3, a third case, but E. Jean Carroll's lawyer, Roberta Kaplan, did and so intelligently is just amended the older complaint just for the purposes of punitive damages because ratifying the conduct adds to the punitive damages. So that was the first move that was made. Didn't file a new case yet because why have a new case that can delay the older case? So now the older case will go. The jury will just be hearing that Donald Trump engaged in sexual assault, was found to have defamed her by a prior jury. What are the damages? I could see a jury awarding 10, 50, 100 million dollars. Um, and we will keep you abreast of everything happening there. But uh, that's a case that happens in January. Then we move to March. And there we have the Washington, D.C. federal criminal case being prosecuted by special counsel Jack Smith before, before Judge Tanya Chuckin for 
for Donald Trump's attempt to overthrow the results of the 2020 election that's scheduled for March 4th of 2024. Then we move to May, and then you have the Mar-a-Lago document case scheduled for May 20th of 2024. There's a scheduling conference before Judge Eileen Cannon on March 1, 2024. I don't expect the May 20th 2024 date to actually be the real date that's going to go. But what we should be watching for is now Fulton County District Attorney Fawny Willis, because Judge Eileen Cannon was playing games. Fulton County District Attorney Fawny Willis swooped in and then scheduled, you know, was requesting that Judge Scott McAfee set the RICO case uh, in the first week of August 2024. So if you're just to refresh that one more time, New York AG civil fraud case, hundreds of millions of dollars in damages. January, we're going to have the E. Jean Carroll case, tens of millions of dollars in damages. March, felony case against Donald Trump for overthrowing our democracy. May, Mar-a-Lago I'm, case. I'm, hold, hold. You forgot March, one. March, the March, yes. And then the, the Manhattan I, I, District Attorney case. We're forgetting that. That's the state course. criminal case. The one that, again, yours truly is expected to be testifying personally. Again, if it wasn't that they subpoenaed me, I would prefer not to be involved in anything <laughs> that has to do with Trump related other than talking about it here on political beatdown. But yeah, keep going. Ben. I, I, not only that, that's the that's that's big. That's a that's the state case. I think that, you know, in March, you'll have the Judge Chutkin case. Boop, then you go right into the Manhattan District Attorney case. And then that's where Judge Eileen Cannon kind of, you know, screwed herself in trying to help Donald Trump because, again, the corruption is matched or even exceeded by the incompetence. Because now, if, if Cannon moves it, that just creates a perfect window. Just think about if it's this, because I don't think Cannon's going to keep the trial on that date. So, so you have the March. Washington, D.C. case, and then say that takes two or three months. So then the Manhattan District Attorney is like, okay, we can move ours to May now because Judge Cannon's moved hers. So then we got Cohen testimony in May. Then in August, we've got Fawny Willis, assuming Judge McAfee sets that. That's a one, two, three right there, Cohen, that, um, you know, look, you know, again, don't listen to me. Listen to what Chris Christie had to say. Former Republican governor of New Jersey. I've done a lot of hot takes on this. I don't need to show the clip. Former federal prosecutor, corruption federal prosecutor. And he's speaking to the Republican crowd. And he says, it's not some liberal prosecutor that's putting Donald Trump away. It is Mark Meadows, the one of the founders of the Freedom Caucus, who's going to be sitting across from Donald Trump and saying, as Donald Trump's chief of staff, I committed crimes at his request. It's Mark Meadows. It's Mike Pence. Those are the people who are going to be testifying in March. And I just think those words are powerful. I want to hear from you, Cohen, though, as we wrap up this Thanksgiving episode. I want everybody to go back to their Thanksgiving table. Do you remember, How would you ben? look when I gave that synopsis? Are you thankful for that synopsis? Oh, I'm, I'm thankful for you every day. Uh, do you remember I had said at the House Oversight Committee hearing to Mark Meadows, look, I know what you're doing. Um, yep. I did this. I know the playbook because I wrote it. And uh -huh. look at what happened to me. Rest assured, if you stay on this path, it will happen to you. And lo and behold, I am anxious to send a letter 
or an email or some sort of a communication to Mark Meadows with just the following words. I told you so, you idiot. And I would say the same thing to the Jim Bag Jordans. Say the same thing to the Matt Gateses of the world, the Marjorie Toilet Greens, all of them. It's the Josh Hall, this all, you know, uh, to be honest with you, I really should leave Josh Hawley alone. And I say that only because he's really been completely silent. I think he's actually gotten himself off of the Trump bandwagon. But to answer your question, Ben, which one of these 91 criminal counts do I think is going to be, we'll call it the nail in the coffin of Donald J. Trump? Well, let me start with the one that's going on right now, the civil case. And as you said, that does not constitute um, a imprisonment. That's a monetary um, case. However, there are possibilities that some aspects of those case of that case could be re, um, you know remanded back to say the Southern District of New York for prosecution. And what gives me that sort of weird sense that something may be happening right now is the fact that Jeff McConney, while on the stand, broke down. Now I want to be clear on something. McConney is Trump's size, both in height and also in in girth, um, though Trump, I believe, is on Ozempic. He looks like he has Ozempic face. You know, he's really losing a lot of weight very quickly. Um, so he's probably lighter than McConaughey, but McConaughey's a big guy. He's actually a really nice guy, too. He broke down and he started crying to the point that the bailiff had to bring him a box of tissues. And he somehow made a comment that it's too much pressure on him between the coming back and having to testify again and then you know um you know the subpoena by the southern district of new york and everybody was like holy shit what did he just say my phone starts to explode all of the journalists start texting me do you know anything about a subpoena with makani you know does it have to do, you know do you know anything what can you give us any sort of insight the truth is I don't, but it's a weird thing for McConaughey to say that the Southern District of New York um, has now, which of course we all know is criminal, has gone ahead and subpoenaed him. So that case is going to financially put Trump on his ass, not to mention it is going to unwind the Trump Corporation, at least here in the state of New York. It becomes what's known as like the death spiral where you're no longer able to operate because they revoke your license, your privilege uh, to do business in the state of New York. And since the Trump Corporation is a New York state domiciled uh, corporation, they then revoke the licenses and they revoke the registration. And that company is no longer in existence. So all of the assets pursuant to disgorgement will be sold off and whatever the amount of money that is owed to the state uh, for, we'll call it for the fine, penalties, interest, and so on. And it's going to be significant, significant dollars. They will use the assets that get sold off in order to pay off that debt. Now, let's go back to the 91 charges, criminal charges that are being brought against Donald Trump. I would have to say that Donald will be found guilty and held accountable on all 91 charges. 
it's really what I what I believe. I believe that whether it's Fannie Willis, whether it's Alvin Bragg, whether it's Jack Smith, these are not folks that just jumped into creating a charge for shit's sake that they just say, you know, let's just throw in, you know, this as well. Each and every one of these charges were created because of either documentary evidence that exists in their possession or through corroborating testimony by multiple people. So it's almost like a no-lose situation for prosecutors because they already have the evidence. If they didn't already have the evidence, they never would have brought the charge. If you have a chance and you listen to my Mea Culpa podcast, now remember, that's the one with the blue icon, the one with the red. If you want, unsubscribe to it. Don't care. New RSS feed and all of the prior ones will be uh, hosted by the Midas Touch Network. There you go. It's got the blue backing. Subscribe today wherever you listen to your podcast. But I would refer you to the one that is done with Glenn Kirshner. And Glenn Kirshner from Justice Matters has a tremendous, tremendous knowledge as a 30-plus year uh, federal prosecutor. And we go through the cases and we break it down for you where you get to hear, not from me, and a lot of people think that I have some ax to grind, and it is not an ax to grind. It's basically wanting him to be held accountable. But you hear it from Glenn Kirshner, too, who turns around and talks about and I don't agree with him on this, but he makes a very compelling argument that he believes that Donald Trump will be held accountable and convicted on these 91 charges. And where we disagree is I don't think Donald will see the inside of a jail cell. Glenn Kirshner is absolutely adamant that he will. And if that means that they're going to have to build a small um, building uh, on a property or something like that, very much like they did many years ago in Miami with Noriega, where he had a small cadre and that he had um, his own protection from the Bureau of Prisons and so on. But Glenn Kirshner is absolutely certain that Donald Trump will be seen, uh, will be held uh, and incarcerated. He also believes that Judge Chutkin, who has basically had enough of Trump's bullshit that after sentencing, that he will be remanded. You imagine this? He will not be able to bond out. He's going to be held, um, you know, immediately uh, post that sentencing, which I, you know, so it'll be like, you know, um, even while Trump, of course, is going to appeal whatever decision comes out of it, Judge Chutkin has the ability to remand him to prison or jail, depending upon uh, whether it's uh, state or federal, but has the ability to remand him to jail or prison uh, pre-appeal uh, determination, which I was completely blown away by. But if you have a chance, I would listen to it because Glenn really spells it out beautifully. I, again, Ben, believe that he will be held accountable for all of these 91 counts. And I believe that our country is going to have a rough time because I don't have to tell you, these MAGA morons, these, mor these idiots with the 
four teeth and the three brain cells that just give everything that they have, their loyalty, their money, you know, their freedom to Donald. I'll tell you something. They're going to, they're going to get nasty. They're going to get stupid. But then again, I have nothing but the utmost of respect and I have the utmost of confidence in our um, men and women in blue. And rest assured, they will not allow this thing to get out of control. There will not be another January 6th sort of issue. You know, you'll get a handful of people that'll try to get stupid. They will get shut down by our police. They will get shut down by uh, our military. They will get shut down by National Guard. They will get shut down. That I can assure you. So, yes, I do believe that Donald will be held accountable. And we are so honored to be able to hang out with this unapologetically pro-democracy beatdown brigade community that you all created, that we're a part of, to share this with you. Going into 2024, I'm confident because I'm confident in the power of this community to get to work. And we're going to have fun. It's not always going to be easy. But remember that we are in this together. We are thankful for you. Want to remind everybody about our Patreon, patreon.com slash political beatdown, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash political beatdown. We don't have outside investors here. The ways we help build the programming that we do is through our Patreon. After Thanksgiving, we're going to hold an exclusive Zoom meeting for our Patreon members. Get to meet Michael Cohen on the Zoom, ask Cohen questions, and then you can DM Cohen on the Patreon app, and he's in the chat room. He's answering questions. I know he's up very late doing that on a lot of days. Up and, it early. Actually, yep. <laughs> and it's actually Cohen as the one doing it. All right. I'm getting back to Thanksgiving. Thank you for sharing this with us. And um, happy time Thanksgiving to you and the family, my political beatdown brigaders. Happy Thanksgiving to each and every one of you. Eat to your heart's content. Wishing you all the best and thanks for everything. Shout out to the Midas Mighty.